Hello, I'm Andrew Gentile. And I'm Mariana. And you're listening to Behind the Flicks. This show is all about me sharing as many facts as I know about filmmaking and directors and behind-the-scenes info about movies and whatnot to Ariana. And you'll join us for the ride. So, Ariana, can we get a review of this episode's film? Ooh, this episode is all about the original Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It is a very, very cute movie. And the first animated film by Disney? First Uh, full-length animated film? You already got two facts wrong. Um, oh no! <laughs> it, it's not the original Snow White, uh, and uh, it's not the first animated film, feature-length film. Ooh, see, we're both we're all gonna get educated tonight on what the real Snow White is. It's very cute. It's about a princess who is uh, stuck being a scullery maid by the evil queen, which is her stepmother, and uh, you know she has to escape because um, the queen wants her dead. And she runs into these seven dwarves, which she ends up taking care of, but then eventually tries to get hunted down again by the evil queen and is poisoned, only to be awakened by her true love that um, sang to her one time. Yeah, that's just a standard Friday night for me. And and what grade would you give this movie, Ariana? Oh, boy. I mean, I would give this movie a, like... Uh, uh, okay, like a C plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You, so you, so you weren't in love with it, is what I'm guessing. No, no, it was. Uh, you know, I mean, it's old. It's very old, and yeah. the animation is like okay. If looking past all that, though, I mean, the story itself is very. Uh, how do you say it? Surface level. I mean, she falls in love with the guy that sings to her one time, and, you know, is, that's it. <laughs> right, fair enough, not, fair enough. Not, Storyline is not crazy impressive. Has a lot of potential, though. The remakes of this movie are all really great. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the little, uh, little shred of disagreement there, my friend. No, no, no. It, the thing is, is that... Okay, I can definitely see the story if I had to really go into it. But it's magic, you know? I like magic. Um, okay, okay. It is magical. No, no. But um, I I object to... Well, no. I First of all, I respect your opinion. Secondly, I object to you saying, oh, the animation's not great. The animation is fantastic. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and I'll explain why later. Okay. Walt Disney had been working on his experimental Silly Symphony shorts, which won him and his studio multiple Oscars, before 1934. In 1934, he decided that it was time to take on his most ambitious experiment to date, a feature-length animated film. Many stories have arisen from the making of this film. Ariana, let's talk about some of those stories. First, let's talk about just how animated films were made, back even before the film we'll be covering today uh, was created. You ready for this, Ariana? Oh, I'm so ready. First, the very first thing is Walt Disney came up with an idea. Then a script was written. Then the entire film was storyboarded. That way, Disney could see whether the story was working without going through the expensive process of animating the film. Uh, so if a particular sequence wasn't working 
if a gag wasn't working, if a character wasn't working, uh, it would it would be thrown out. Like every single drawing was hand drawn, and then sometimes the drawings would be thrown out, and maybe even the script would be rewritten. Is is this like a different way? of doing things than what was already standard? Because it sounds kind of standard. Well, Disney made it standard. Oh, the whole, like, script, total storyboard, then creation? Well, I mean, creating the storyboards. He he pioneered that. Oh. Then the storyboards were translated into animation, a painstaking process. Remember, each and every detail on screen was hand-drawn and painted. Not only that, but traditional film runs at 24 frames per second. Which means, in Disney's films at least, 24 drawings per second in the film. Wow. <laughs> 24 per second. In what year is this? Nine, well, it was released in 1937. Oh my gosh. But the whole project started in the mid-30s. Uh, like 1934. Yeah. Holy baloney. Okay. Uh, and... So ambitious, to say the least. Uh, you can say that again. And... Sound came in, which had to be perfectly synchronized to the animation. Mm. So the only way to create sound effects, sound back then, was to record it, which they did in dialogue booths, music studios, and in places called Foley stages, which are essentially stages to create sound effects, uh, which are still used to this day. So basically, like every time a coffee cup is picked up, every time the water is uh, splashed on, they had to create those sounds somehow. Yeah, and there's a lot of them in there. I mean, between doing the dishes and then the washing of, like... I mean, she goes through, like, two different wash big song sequences where there's, like, dishes and different animals interacting with the environment, and there's a a lot going on. Yes, you betcha. So there's sound and there's animation, right? The drawings. So once the drawings were perfectly synchronized to the animation and vice versa... Right. Once that was all taken care of then every drawing had to be painted an example of disney's meticulous attention to detail in the animation can be found in the red hue that snow white and the wicked queen have on their cheeks if you remember that it looks like they have rouge on their cheeks how they achieved that ariana they actually use rouge on the cheeks of the two characters in each and every single painting so rouge what do you mean literal rouge they put literal literal like like blush yes (laughs) <laughs> they use like, real makeup on the animation? You are correct. What? Yeah. That's crazy. And for each scene, like the Wicked Queen and Snow White were in, they did that 24 times a second. <laughs> now, now that you had to make sure it was like matched up perfectly with the previous frame. So it didn't look like it was all over the place. Yeah, it looked, I mean, I didn't even think about that. It just looked natural when you watch it. Yes. Wow. Plus, Ariana, Mm -hmm. color back then was only made possible by a process called Technicolor. Well, most films after Technicolor were photographed on a single strip of film. You know, how you like load something into a camera uh, back in the olden days. Yeah. Technicolor was a process in which three strips of film were put into the camera. A pure red strip of film, a pure blue strip, and a green strip. These pieces of film combined created most of the colors in the color spectrum when projected on screen. So, 
these Technicolor cameras were huge and unwieldy because, you know, they're running three strips of film at the same time. Yeah. Also, Ariana, if you notice, there are certain shots where characters pass behind trees, rocks, etc. Right. That was only possible because of an animation process called the multiplane camera. The concept is that multiple layers of animation and paintings will be placed on multiple layers of glass, which can be moved individually in multiple directions, up and down, left or right. Through this process, an added dimension was created to the animation, so it looked kind of more 3D. Holy crap. And so they they did this process with the layering like that? Yes. For the whole movie? Wow. Yes. That sounds nerve-wracking as hell. And that's why... The, and so I remember this, Ariana... They had to photograph the animation at 24 frames per second. Okay, hold on. I need to do some quick math right now. You need to do some... Ariana's busting out some math. 83 minutes. 119,520 frames with the ginormous camera and the glass moving in whatever direction they needed it to move. And and that that wasn't... That was, you know... That's if they did it perfectly the first time around. <laughs> That's like a fraction of the drawings they did because they had to do multiple layers of drawings. Holy jeez. No wonder it took... You said it, it started in 34, was released in 37. That's just the ones that made it into the movie. <laughs> so once everything was photographed, then it had to be developed in a film lab and the sound was synchronized. And then finally, uh, it would meet Disney's final approval and make it in the final film. Holy begeebus. So when was the... So how many years before they released their next animation? Well, the next animated film was Pinocchio, which was released in 1939, 1940, I believe. Still, I haven't done... That's not that far after Snow White. So this is... Well, they were... Hold on, hold on. They were working on it during Snow White. Of course. <laughs> because Disney was a madman who, re- who knew that Snow White would be a success. <laughs> Wow, nobody thought a full-length animated film would be popular? That's actually, that was actually going to be one of my other points. As soon as word got around that Disney was not only creating the first feature-length animated film in America, but also the first color anima- feature-length animated film, Hollywood balked, calling it Disney's folly. They claimed that over an hour of color animation would hurt the audience's eyes. Ugh, haters. And, on top, by the way, on top of all the animation that I mentioned... The animators had to make sure that the humans, the animals, the characters seemed real, like believable. Yeah. The animators, the people who draw the characters had to create the realism or the film wouldn't work. Because when you, like I used to draw and they looked okay for drawings, but now imagine that doing that 24 times a second, (laughs) just little incremental changes to create the illusion of life. And, like, if you look at the Silly Symphonies, which Disney created before Snow White, it looks like the humans look like rubber. But in Snow White, it looks like they actually have bones and they have a structure to their bodies. Yeah. And so that's why this film is a technical marvel, I'd say. Even if it's not, like, story-wise, like, the greatest. Yeah. It's still it's still interesting and it still hooks you in somewhat. It does. It does. I mean, the whole... Um forest scene was pretty awesome and now thinking about the way they had to do the animation for that like whoo 
I'm sure they had plenty of times yeah. where they messed that up. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I am. You've officially changed my mind on the animation. That like the amount of work that goes into making something like that in that way is just crazy. One animator, famous animators, work was left out on Snow White. His name was Ward Kimball. Now, Ward Kimball animated an entire sequence of the seven dwarves eating dinner. Like, after they wash up, they go and eat dinner. That scene was cut out of the film. And it was literally an entire song of them eating soup that Walt Disney had specifically commissioned for Ward Kimball to do. And it was cut out of the film. Like, Ward Kimball had animated, hand-drawn every single thing, and then it was Oh, God. Was there ever a reason given? It slowed down the film. <laughs> oh, man. Was he pissed? He was about to quit. Yeah. And then Walt Disney said, buddy, buddy, but well, okay, I'm paraphrasing him. Buddy, 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 I got a new job for you. I want you to work on this character. You're going to be the head guy on this character. His name's Jiminy Cricket. Ah! <laughs> and Ward Kimball was like, oh, yeah, I'm staying. That's my boy. They, you know, they say Jiminy Cricket in Snow White. Jiminy Cricket was part of the Pinocchio, briefly in the Pinocchio book, like the serial that uh, was written back in the day that was, I don't know exactly when it was written. So he was part of that story. But did he exist in the Disney universe before Pinocchio? No. But dang, so them saying Jiminy Cricket in Snow White is like a, like a call out to like uh I don't know, like a little Easter egg in the movie to let the people know what was coming. Yeah, I was surprised during that too. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Ward Kimball. Yeah. So probably due to the meticulous process that I mentioned above, the meticulous animation process. Yeah. As well as Disney's quest for excellence, the film went over budget. So Walt Disney had to hold a screening for a vice president of Bank of America to ask for a loan. And there had already been, like, doubts in Hollywood about, you know, people saying it's Disney's folly. But when he saw what Disney had so far, he turned to the animation mogul and said, Walt, that picture will make a pot full of money. Disney got the loan. <laughs> That'll make a pot full of money. <laughs> exactly right. And it did, right? Yeah. And even, and again, as I mentioned earlier, even though Walt Disney was betting everything on this film, he still went on. He still was making at the same time Pinocchio and Fantasia. He wasn't giving up easy. Heck no. He's like, if they don't like this one, they're going to like the next one. <laughs> exactly right. Wow. What a dreamer. Yeah. Snow White went on to become the most successful film of all time at that time. Wow. And went on to inspire one of the uh, previous episodes, films, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, my gosh. So, those are the stories I got. Ariana, closing thoughts. Oh, boy. Well, if you didn't appreciate animation for its history, now I hope you do. And <laughs> definitely, like, go watch Snow White. Like, I, I kind of have an urge to go watch it again because the first watch through, I'm so used to, like, movies nowadays. There's just like, oh, it's just like an old Disney movie. But once you know the history about something, like, you can appreciate it more. Ah, <sighs> oh, like, that is so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was backbreaking labor. Definitely. 
And to have it done in three years, I mean, that's how long... We still take that long to make animated movies now. It's, like, anywhere from one to three years, depending on, like, manpower or whatnot. But, like, back then, to have even more work to do like that, so individually, so meticulous, like, three years, that's a feat. Well, they, it helps that they had hundreds, hundreds of animators, painters, technicians in the studio. Yeah. That helped a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they still worked like dogs, though. That's oh, yeah. a hell of a job. They did yes. a hell of a job. Jiminy Crickets, Ariana. Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> so on that note, I'll say, listeners, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, shoot us an email at independentcareerstudios at gmail.com. This episode was recorded by myself and Ariana. I wrote, researched, and edited this episode. My name is Andrew Gentile. This has been an Independent Creator Studios production. Thank you.